cancel culture is going after the star-spangled banner. Burger King selling a new type of beef patty. And my suggestions for new names for the Washington Redskins. Bold Alpha is presented by Davidoff of Geneva. Reintroducing the Avo Classic Maduro. Smooth, creamy, rich. Avo Cigars. Change the tempo. Available at DavidoffGeneva.com. And by Gurkha. The world's finest cigars, including the Gurkha Nicaraguan series, 100% pure Nicaraguan tobaccos, 100% full-bodied flavor. GurkhaCigars.com From Command Center Alpha, welcome to Bold Alpha. I'm Alpha Dave, the General and Alpha Male-in-Chief. Los Angeles Times prints a commentary entitled, It's Time to Cancel the Star-Spangled Banner. Here's what should replace it. Needless to say, I had to read this lengthy article, had to hear what the author Jody Rosen had to suggest. Of course, that's the latest salvo in cancel culture. Now we have to cancel our national anthem. And I say, screw that. No chance. She says the Star-Spangled Banner is a racist song, that a petition has been posted on change.org advocating dropping the song as the national anthem, pointing to Key's poem, Defense of Fort McHenry, on which the Star-Spangled Banner was based upon, saying it's elitist, it's sexist, It's racist. Isn't everything today sexist and racist? You're either a racist or a xenophobe or a misogynist, blah, blah, blah. You're some sort of ist. It never ends. Now, the poem was written by Francis Scott Key on September 14, 1814, after he witnessed the bombardment of an American fort by British ships in Baltimore Harbor, including the lines, No refuge could save the hireling and slave from the terror of flight or the gloom of the grave. How many of you actually knew that verse in the Star-Spangled Banner or the poem in which it was based upon defense of Fort McHenry? None of us. We all know the first verse. That's it. It's like America the Beautiful. How many of you know the second and third stanzas of America the Beautiful? None of us. Zero. We know primarily the song. And nothing in the Star-Spangled Banner that we sing, that is our national anthem, is racist in any way, shape, or form. Scholars, of course, disagree about the meaning of the line saying, no refuge could save the hireling and slave from the terror of flight or the gloom of the grave. Some say it's a reference to escaped slaves fighting alongside the British who promised to grant freedom to black slaves in exchange for their service, where others say that Francis Scott Key used the term slave more loosely to describe all of the monarch's loyal subject subjects, including British troops, as contrasted with free patriot Americans. The fact of the matter is we sing one stanza. That's it. That's what we know as the Star-Spangled Banner. Now, what is this author's suggestion to replace the Star-Spangled Banner? It is the Bill Withers song, Lean On Me. Now, I love Bill Withers. He was a great artist. I've got much of his music 
in my Spotify and and uh, on my on my phone. But I'm sorry. The song Lean on Me is our national anthem. Talk about wussified beta. Look, it's a decent song. It's not a national anthem. With the lyrics, lean on me when you're not strong. And I'll be your friend. I'll help you carry on. For it won't be long till I'm going to need somebody to lean on. We are the United States of America. We don't need to lean upon anybody except ourselves. We don't need to lean upon some weakling European country. We don't need to lean on anyone. Now, we have international coalitions, but who is always the first to get asked whenever the shit hits the fan around the world, whenever there's a crisis, what is the first country that people jump to and say, we need your help? Is it France? Is it Great Britain? Is it New Zealand? Is it Germany? Is it Lithuania? It is the United States of America. Now, I know many of you may be listening to us around the world. I'm a proud America. I believe in America first. Just as if you are from Australia, you should believe Australia first. If you're from Canada, eh? You should believe in Canada first, eh? Go get your Tim Bits and your Tim Hortons coffee, eh? Or your Harvey's hamburger, eh? There's nothing wrong with being patriotic and putting your country first. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with wanting to do a trade deal where you are the primary beneficiary. Nothing wrong with that at all. I don't apologize for being a proud American. I don't apologize for America first. And I damn sure don't apologize for being a strong alpha male. And neither should you. But I'm sorry. Replacing the national anthem, the Star Spangled Banner, with Lean On Me, no thank you, will pass. Screw canceling the Star Spangled Banner. Now before I get to the next item, and it deals with one of our favorite topics, meat. As you know, I'm one of the founding members of PETA, People Eating Tasty Animals. I'm going to talk about eating, or not eating, but smoking a very tasty cigar. For those of you that have may never had a cigar before, you're new to the world of cigars, let me tell you about the reintroduced Avo Classic Maduro. In Spanish, Maduro means ripe. The wrapper is ripe on the Avo Classic Maduro. You change the tempo, and Avo changed the tempo with this particular cigar. They took the best of the Avo Classic, the Dominican binder, the Dominican filler. Nice, medium-flavored cigar. Very tame, very pleasant. And they replaced the Connecticut Shade wrapper with a Connecticut Broadleaf wrapper. A rich, dark, sweet, tasty, incredible, delicious, incredibly delicious wrapper. Changes the entire complexion of the cigar. You have to remember, in a cigar, about 50 to 60% of the taste comes from the wrapper. So what can you expect from the Avo Classic Maduro? You can expect a cigar that is smooth, that is creamy, that is rich, that can be enjoyed any time of day or night. It is unforgettable. A cigar that will not knock you on your rear. It's pleasant. It's, it's at any time of day or night cigar. Change the tempo with the new Avo Classic Maduro. Now, Burger King, of course, everybody is in a rush, is in a quest to be eco-friendly. And I have stated this all along. When we hear climate change, first it was global warming. And when global warming at the Earth started to get cold a few winters, all of a sudden they changed the term to climate change. 
But I want you to remember one thing, and this is very important, not only with what we're dealing with climate change, but these Marxists, the cancel culture, the riots, the protests, the Black Lives Matter movement. I'm not talking about the ideal of Black Lives Matter. Everybody believes in equality. But the Black Lives Matter formal movement, the organization, they are absolute radical Marxists. And I want you to remember some very important lines. And I'm going to quote the former Nazi minister of propaganda and enlightenment, Josef Goebbels. He had some very prescient quotes that we must remember today. The way that the Nazis seized power in Germany. Number one, violence. Whenever somebody would come to a rally or come to a a Nazi Socialist Party meeting and they would heckle or they would boo or they would disagree, the brown shirts would physically assault the hecklers, the protesters. They would verbally berate them. They would go after their families. Does it sound familiar with what's happening in 2020? Damn right. So here's some of Goebbels' quotes, and I want you to listen very carefully because the one thing I've always stated when it comes to global warming, climate change, uh, the eco-friendly movement, and you hear now the cancel culture. It is all about controlling people's minds. And when you want to control people's minds, you use propaganda. You use lies. Here are some very interesting quotes that I think you'll find quite relevant to what is taking place today. All attributed to Josef Goebbels. Propaganda works best when those who are being manipulated are confident they are acting on their own free will. Well, how do they do that? Ah, you tell lies. Here's another quote. If you repeat a lie often enough, people will believe it. And you will even come to believe it yourself. Another quote. And again, this will all ring in your memory banks. You should have flags going up saying, yep, yep, exactly, 100% correct. A lie told once remains a lie. Let me rephrase that. A lie told once remains a lie, but a lie told a thousand times becomes the truth. What have we heard, not a thousand times, but ten million times by all these ultra-left climate change wackos? What have we heard? Starting with Al Gore 40 years ago, the earth has the flu. If we don't do anything... The earth, the, the, the ice caps are all going to melt. Then we got into climate change where, because after a few winters, we had a, a, a cold snap, so they couldn't use global warming, so they reverted to climate change. And what do we hear all the time? That agriculture is bad for climate change, bad for the environment. That, that traveling in a car using fossil fuel, bad for the environment. Anything we do is bad for the environment. And so what do they do to try to get companies, manipulate companies, manipulate people, control people's lives? Tell lies and tell them a million times until the lie becomes the truth and people believe the lie. To them, it becomes the truth. And so what has happened? We have seen this going on now. We've seen it now with not only climate change, but we've also seen it with the racism card. The fact that now there's structural racism, that, that we've got to get rid of this racism that is pervasive throughout all of private industry and government, it's all another propaganda lie. Again, what did Goebbels say? If you repeat a lie often enough, people will believe it. 
and you will come to believe it yourself. What have we heard the last umpteen weeks? Systemic racism, systemic racism, systemic racism. Systemic racism is total, complete bullshit. 100%. Are there racists in this country? Are there anti-Semites? Of course. Does that mean the entire country is racist or anti-Semitic? No. Does that mean that there is a system-wide plan to purposely discriminate against blacks or other minority groups? The answer is no. No country has done more the last 50 years to try to right the wrongs of the past. But yet, I find it amazing. We elected a black president, not once, twice. He needed the white vote to win the presidency. He won it twice. If America is so racist, tell me, how did we elect a black president twice? But what we are seeing now is the Black Lives Matter movement using these lies. They're using these lies to perpetuate the myth that there is systemic racism. When in Atlanta, for example, the majority of police officers are black. When we look at many of these cities, we talk about systemic issues. You've had a Democrat in office as mayor for 50, 60, 70, 80, 100 years. Chicago, I think, has been 80 or 100 years. Who controls that system? The Democrats. So please, let's stop with the systemic racist bullshit. Let's stop with the climate change nonsense. And the latest example, Burger King, or as my grandfather, Sagar Abe, used to say, King Boyga. We'll go to King Boyga. We'll have a WAPA. Burger King is doing their part to fight climate change. They're selling a burger, a new patty made from cows that they have put on a low-methane diet because the low-methane diet will have a better impact, a better environmental footprint. It will reduce the methane emissions per day of the average life of a cow, which is about three or four months. It will reduce it by a third. Now, do we all feel better about this, the fact that there will be less cow flatulence? Have you once spent any time in your day thinking, you know, I wonder how many times those cows toot? Because really, I'm worried about the methane emissions. I'm worried about the global climate environment. Not one of you. Not one of you. But Burger King wants to show. They want to show these ultra-leftists, these Marxists, that they are in touch. They're in touch with their... Uh, climate change side. So they're rolling out a Whopper patty made from cows on a low methane diet. The limited time burger will be available at select locations in Miami, New York, Austin, Portland, and Los Angeles. All liberal cities really accept Miami. New York, yes. Austin, yes. Portland, yes. Los Angeles, hell to the yes. And how are they changing the diet? They're adding 100 grams of lemongrass a day to keep the methane away. And so the concerns from Burger King about climate change have led some consumers and, and, and restaurants to try to reduce their overall global footprint, their carbon footprint, and they say this is a way. And many vegans now are saying that we need to give up meat. Now, it's okay if you want to be a vegan, have at it. That's your right. But please, don't tell me that I can't have meat. I want a nice, thick, juicy hunk of dead cow or steer on my grill. I want a nice tomahawk ribeye chop. I want a nice New York strip that I age, I dry age in my refrigerator for about a week, which gives it an incredible 
heartiness and just more taste, a fuller flavor. I want to enjoy some ribs. I want to enjoy some great Salem's hot dogs from my hometown of Buffalo, New York. You want to be vegan? Have at it. But don't tell me how I should live my life. No way, shape, or form. And I'll tell you one thing. I'm not going to tell you what great cigars to go buy, but I will tell you, if you do want a full-flavored cigar, or medium to full-flavored cigar, you got to try the Gurkha Nicaragua series, launched a year ago last summer at the Cigar Retailers Convention in Vegas, just about a year ago this time. It is an all-Nicaraguan cigar, top-to-bottom, wrapper, binder, filler, loads of medium to full-flavored taste. It is a gem. Some nice notes of pepper, some spice. It is definitely a very Cuban-esque old world type of cigar. It's not for somebody that wants a mild cigar. It's not for somebody that wants an ultra sweet cigar that has notes of spice or sweetness. No, you want a cigar that is going to be full flavored, like your espresso, like your coffee, like your, if you like a spicy food or spicy soup, this is the perfect accompaniment to one of my dry aged ribeyes. The Gurkha Nicaragua series Beautiful stick, medium to full flavored, made in Nicaragua. If you love lots of flavor, totes, uh, notes of, of boldness, you will absolutely love the Gurkha Nicaragua series. Now, the cancel culture has extended, as you all know, to our sports teams. The Washington Redskins, that's been an ongoing controversy, and now the Texas Rangers are the latest professional sports team to be targeted with activists saying that the Texas Rangers, they're named after the police force in Texas, the Rangers were racist and uh, were, were evil, and so therefore the Texas Rangers should change their name. And my answer is, no, they shouldn't. They should not change their name. The Washington Redskins, all of a sudden these woke companies, Nike, and FedEx all waking up, oh, it's, we've got to change the name. It's offensive. But meanwhile, the logo, I, th- I found it interesting. I did a little research. The Redskins logo initially was an R, just a little R, and I think that uh, there may have been like a feather on the back of the R. Well, in 1971, the Redskins logo that we know, we see now on the side of their helmets, was designed in 1971 by Native American Walter Blackie Wetzel who depicted John Two Guns Whitecalf, a Blackfeet chief who also appears on the Buffalo Nickel. Welts, a Wetzel grew up on the Blackfeet Reservation in Montana and was eventually elected president of the National Congress of American Indians in Washington, D.C. He was instrumental in the Washington Redskins changing their logo from the R to the current depiction of an American Indian. And his son, Lance Wetzel, said the logo evokes pride in Native Americans and should not be considered offensive. So there you go. You have the son of the creator of the logo, who's Native American. The creator was Native American. I like the logo. I think it actually shows respect to Native Americans, to American Indians. But of course, that's not good enough. So I have some suggestions for what the Washington Redskins should change their name to. And I will guarantee you, that every one of these names will absolutely, totally just send every liberal, send every proponent of the Washington Redskins changing their name into a complete nuclear meltdown. So here are my three names to change the Washington Redskins name to. First up, the Washington Trumpians. 
Love it. And I could see a silhouette of President Donald J. Trump on the side with his swoop of hair that you can definitely notice. I think that would be awesome. The Washington Trumpians. Can you imagine Daniel Snyder, the owner, saying, I'm pleased to announce that we are taking the advice of all those people that were offended by the Redskins logo and our new name, we will be known as the Washington Trumpians. You will see every Dem, every liberal go into a tizzy. They will go into a melt, a nuclear breakdown. They'll wear their pussy hats and stomp up and down like three-year-olds. Personally, I would love to see it. The Washington Trumpians, my number one name. The second nickname for the Washington Redskins they should change to, the Washington Magas. I like that. The Washington Magas. I can see it now. Put the hashtag MAGA on the side of the helmet. Again, major, the lib media, the libs, the Democrats, major meltdown. And lastly, I think this name is probably the most appropriate for the city in which the current Washington Redskins play. They should change their name to the Washington Swamp Rats. Has there ever been a name more appropriate for a team in the city they play than the Washington Swamp Rats? Every congressman, congresswoman, senator, defense contractor, government official, bureaucrat, they are all swamp rats. I am 100% in favor of changing the name to either the Washington Trumpians, the Washington Magas, or the Washington Swamp Rats. All three names fit the city of Washington perfectly. Now, before we wrap it up, I do want to remind you, please make sure you subscribe to the Bold Alpha podcast. You're listening now, but hit the subscribe button so that anytime there's a new Bold Alpha podcast, you will be alerted. Also, make sure you follow, I won't say our sister podcast, but our brother podcast because we are alphas. So please follow, uh, do a search for Cigar Dave in your favorite app, a podcast app uh, or podcast aggregator. And just do a search for Cigar Dave, two words, Cigar Dave. If you want to broaden your, your uh, intelligence about cigars or get into cigars, that is the perfect podcast for you. Cigar Dave, and we also do a daily Cigar Dave Lightation Ceremony where we light and sample a new cigar every day. So there are two great ways that you can follow along. Subscribe to Bold Alpha or do a search for Cigar Dave and subscribe. 